Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. I wasn't quite sure we'd ever make it to Friday, but we did. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Michael is producing today. And uh, <clears throat> we'll update you on the Masters all day long. Good guest list today. Tim Kirkchen going to go by and talk MLB. Michelle Smith from ESPN, who will be covering the Alabama game uh, for ESPN, will join us to preview that game and talk SEC uh, softball. And Alabama's coach, Patrick Murphy, will also join us talk about his softball team at the masters sunjay the first round leader at five under through eight today he's even dustin johnson cameron smith at four under four golfers uh, are at three under just one golfer is at two under uh, a whole lot of people are at one under Tiger Woods has not gone out yet. He goes out uh, at about 140 today. Billy Horschel was two over yesterday for his round, the uh, only Gator in the event. Um, And the projected cut so far for the Masters is three over. In other words, you hit three over, you're out. And right now, that would mean Brooks Kepka is out. That would mean Tommy Fleetwood is out. That would mean Bryson DeChambeau and Justin Thomas and Justin Rose and Billy Horschel would be out because Billy today uh, is five over for uh, through six holes. He's three over for the day. So he's had a rough start. All right, some things to talk about. Uh, reports that another Gator basketball player has gone on the portal. Gat check. Uh, apparently will leave the Gator program. Opening day today. Right? Opening day. Marlins. And, of course, the Rays. We will have that game for you a little later today, the Rays. 2.30. The Rays open up against Baltimore. Action last night. Pete Alonso got hit with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball yesterday. Luckily, he's all right. I mean, it was If you saw the video, oh, boy, it was really, really close. But uh, he's okay, and that is certainly um, good news. Um, it's funny. One of my former students here, uh, Alexa Harley, is uh, working with the Minnesota Twins now. And she texted me and she said, it's just below freezing and some light flurries for opening day. (laughs) I told her, you can get that weather up there in May. But she's loving it, and that's great for her. Lacrosse uh, is returning home. They're ranked number 10. 
They're going to play uh, Old Dominion tomorrow afternoon. Gator baseball. Arkansas is really good. And now Florida is going to have to win a game without its ace winning a game. That's a tall order against Arkansas. It certainly can be done. Florida can win this series, but it won't be easy. And I know a lot of people have talked about the pitching. I'm going to point out something to you. Florida's last six SEC games, LSU, Georgia, Arkansas, the pitchers have given up 12, 15, 11, 11, 12, and 13 hits. In that, in the last seven SEC games, offensively, the Gators have 7, 5, 8, 8, 8, 8, and 3 hits. They've not been in double-digit hits. So part of Florida's struggles, part, certainly has to do with offense as well as the, the uh, pitching. We'll open the phone lines for you today. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Texas A&M with a new coach playing good baseball. They beat Kentucky. The Wildcats fall to 3-7 and seven in the SEC with Florida. Missouri has three wins. I'm telling you, the East right now has just two teams, two, Tennessee and Georgia, that in league play are over 500. Yesterday, I talked about criticism of coaches. Williams says there's a point when it goes too far when it comes to criticism of a coach. Any personal attack on him and his family are out of bounds. Period. I've been a longtime critic of him on your show, but the criticism is always specific to basketball. Anything as it relates to winning and losing, recruiting, and the development of the program as a whole is always fair. I agree with that. Uh, very well stated. Agree with it. Um, Daryl, with two games remaining against Arkansas, can we at least salvage one? Maybe the pitching will get better. Well, Barco wasn't awful. I mean, he, it was 3 nothing at one point. You know, the other part of the equation is you have to score. And Arkansas's guy last night was lights out. I mean, his breaking ball was really good. And Arkansas has kind of had Florida's number. And you, there's not many teams in this league that can say that. But it's kind of been the case. Don't forget tonight, elsewhere in the league, Tennessee is getting Missouri at home. I'm anxious to see if there's a letdown by Tennessee. They've been so good. And Missouri, at least record-wise, is not. Can Missouri steal a game there? Vandy plays at Auburn, and Vanderbilt's schedule got a lot tougher because all of a sudden, Auburn is ranked. Auburn's been, I think, the surprise team of the league 
to this in a positive way. Georgia is at South Carolina. Alabama is at Ole Miss. And LSU at Mississippi State. Good series of games this weekend. BB says um, there'll be a crowd at the spring game. As you call in today, what do you think the attendance will be at the spring game? How many people do you think will be there? Give me your thoughts as you call, if you call. Um, BB's wife noted that the caddies at the Masters looked like they were dressed like the Ghostbusters. Uh, are the caddies always dressed like that? How is it decided what their uniforms look like? I have no idea. Um, he said, I saw a shot yesterday where the golf ball was quickly heading off the course after hitting the ground, but bounced off a spectator, actually rolled back onto the course. I think that's what he said. What's the ruling on that? I believe somebody who golfs a lot can correct me. I believe the ball, after hitting the spectator and it bounces out, stays there. He said he found himself pulling for Tiger on every shot. Uh, and he said Ali was reviled and revered, but Tiger was revered, reviled, and then revered once more. Can you think of any other athlete in any sport that went through those three cycles of admiration and disdain while still competing? No. Uh, I actually thought of that yesterday. I'm sure if I really sat down and thought about it, maybe there would be somebody, but certainly not off the top of my head. I just can't think of somebody like that. Um, pretty interesting thought when it comes to that. Uh, again, today we'll talk some Gator softball. We'll talk Gator baseball. And we will hear from ESPN's Tim Kirkjian to get his thoughts on the Major League Baseball season. It's 12-12. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Christopher Cappielli. The number one Gators men's tennis takes a trip to Tuscaloosa today, facing off against the Alabama Crimson Tide at 7 p.m. Florida softball kicks off a highly anticipated SEC matchup with number five Alabama tomorrow. The first pitch of the top ten matchup will be at 5 p.m. Gator baseball continues their series against number two Arkansas tonight, following a 1-8 loss in game one. Coverage for Game 2 starts here at 625. The Tampa Bay Rays open their season against the Baltimore Orioles in a sold-out stadium, with coverage beginning here at 2.30 today. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Christopher Cappielli. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sometimes a family needs a little help to deal with life stresses. You can contribute to happy, healthy childhoods with a few simple steps. Notice families under stress. Offer a helping hand. Give your time. Talk about healthy child development. Connect a family with resources. Contributing to a great childhood can be as easy as being a good neighbor. For more, preventchildabusefl.org. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. 
Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand-new milkshake, and you know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can also order ahead at DickMondell's.com for a quick pickup. And Dick Mondell's is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondell's.com. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Great burgers, great salads, and great shakes, too. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated cutting edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option don't do it call qc kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments enjoy this time of year doing what you love call the local medical professionals at qc kinetics now now with offices in ocala and the villages 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Gotta go, gotta go. Where'd I put? Ah, wallet, check. And, oh, phone, check. Lunch, check. Checking for the things you need doesn't take long. But what about checking for your safety? At checktoprotect.org, it only takes seconds to check for open recalls on your car and find the closest dealer who can make the repair for free. Before you go, take a minute. Visit checktoprotect.org. Check to Protect is a program of the National Safety Council. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Alabama softball coach Patrick Murphy joins us bottom of the hour. We have time for your calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. We will always update the Masters leaderboard. Again, Sanjay uh, M is at uh, five under par through nine. One shot lead over Dustin Johnson, who is now at four under Cameron Smith is 400, but he doesn't go out uh, for an hour yet. Three golfers at three under, and uh, all three of them do not go out until later. Danny Willett, Joaquin Neiman, and Scotty Scheffler. A whole bunch of golfers are at two under par, uh, and some are on the course now. 
Uh, Charles Schwartzel is two under through 13. Corey Connors, two under through 11. Bubba Watson leads a group at one under. Watson is one under through nine. Webb Simpson, one under through eight. Will Zalatoris, one under through six. Patrick, Patrick Cantlay, one under through six. Uh, Tiger Woods is among a whole bunch of other people that won under, and they all are not on the course yet. Uh, at even, Sergio Garcia, he's even through eight. Hideki Matsuyama is even, but he's not gone out yet. Uh, among those that won over, Lee Westwood, he's one over through 11. Patrick Reed uh, is that through 10. Colin Morikawa, one over through seven. John Rahm, Jordan Spieth. Rory McIlroy, all are one over. Spieth and McIlroy through five. And uh, Rom through six. Let's see here. Um, Fred Couples is two over through two. Adam Scott is two over. He doesn't go out till later. Zach Johnson is two over. He doesn't go out later. That is the projected cut at this point. Two over. Brooks Kepka is three over through five. Victor Hovland is three over through five. Tommy Fleetwood's three over. He doesn't go out till later. Uh, DeChambeau is four over, as is Justin Thomas, and they don't go out until after one o'clock. And uh, Billy Horschel is five over through seven. He is three over on the day after shooting 74 yesterday. So that gets you caught up. Again, we will update as we go along. 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. Bill emails. Uh, I've just about given hope, uh, given up hope on Gator baseball. It just seems it's just one of those years. Either we don't pitch it or we don't hit it. Can't seem to put things together. This league is as tough as I've seen it. Uh, if I had to say this today... I don't even think the Gators make a regional. What do you say? It's a long way away to decide that. But the the deeper that Florida goes, I mean, think about this. They have seven league losses. Tennessee has none. None. It would take a monumental winning streak and a monumental losing streak by Tennessee to get the Gators even in contention to win the SEC. So that would be at this point. And I know there's still a lot of baseball to be played. I mean, Florida's played, it's, it's interesting, one-third of the SEC schedule is now over. One-third. So for the Gators to do that and win would be next to impossible. Uh, ben emails baseball one two. He said, "If the Gators don't make a regional, what happens to Sully next year? Nothing. Nothing. But but do I think you know next year becomes a year when you you got to show some improvement? Sure, sure it is, because the last two years you host a regional and get bounced at home." in the first round, and then you don't make a regional? If that happens, yeah. I mean, he. I don't care 
who you are. Okay? It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world with fandom. And I'm not saying that's wrong. That's just how it is. Sean says, heard this thought today and thought of Kobe. Never been a huge NBA guy, but always understood and respected the eliteness of his game. I didn't realize how much he meant to people until the accident. Uh, revered, reviled, revered. Yeah, that's a, uh, because somebody asked that earlier about Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I think maybe the cycle of early career heights, the assault allegations, and then late career heights and legacy might mimic the Tiger pattern. Yeah, Sean, I see that. I can see why you would say that. Um, it's actually a pretty good uh, analogy there. Sean says, Steve, I'd be surprised if more than 30,000 were at this game. I know why the, the spring game is, is being held where it's at for recruiting purposes, and I understand that as a fan. I'm an out-of-town guy, so I will not be coming to the game, but I don't see it being well attended. Well, is 30,000 bad? I think 30,000 is well attended. I think. If you're just tuning in, uh, let me know if you care to uh, what you think the attendance will be come next Thursday night for Orange and Blue. Let's get another email here. And again, Patrick Murphy, the Alabama softball coach, going to join us in a second. <laughs> Bradley says, can you or Jeff ask Sully how we can get our hitting better. Look, you are facing an Arkansas pitching staff that's really good. I mean, their guy last night, all their starters, and remember, they lost arguably their best pitcher for the season who was going to be a starter. Okay? All their starters have ERAs you know, in the twos and threes. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, when your Sunday guy has an ERA of like three and a half, that, that's why they're good. That's just why they're good. And if you look at the league, you know, Arkansas is not going to wow you at the plate. I mean, did they really wow you last night? But they kind of did the little things. And, you know, against a good pitcher in Barco, they didn't light him up. That first run was a fluke. You know, when that, that little that ball bounced in the infield, he jam-jobbed him, and, you know, it falls in the infield like that. That's not Barco's fault. That's just a bad luck play. But once again, when you're going well, you those kinds of things go for you. And when you're not going well, it doesn't. Don't forget, after we are done today, at about 2.30, Rays and Orioles in the season opener for the Rays. The Marlins will also open up later on today as well. And uh, Tim Kirkchin from ESPN, who I know has been slammed, is going to take time out of his busy schedule to join us to look ahead to the MLB. Um, speaking of MLB, the Yankees apparently offered Aaron Judge a $230 million contract. And 
it was seven years, uh, $213 million, which paired with the $17 million, million they've offered in arbitration this season would have made the package just over $230 million. And I don't know the judge is going to sign it. They were hoping to get something done by today before the season started. Well, barring, I think I think they start at 1, it's 12.26. So I, unless something happens like in the next 30 minutes, I don't think you're going to see that happen. 12.26, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Patrick Murphy, the Alabama softball coach, joins us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Thinking about selling your home, waiting for the right time? You're not alone. Selling is the easy part. Finding your next home can be tricky. Can be tricky. The one realtor I trust and highly recommend that you call about this is Scott Caldwell with your home sold guaranteed realty, especially in the Ocala market. Why risk leaving money on the table with just anybody? Scott Caldwell has an 18-year proven track record and expertise to help you sell and buy. His name is his promise. Think about it. Your home sold guaranteed realty. He has guarantees and thousands of exclusive buyers in his database that create higher demand, multiple offers, and that take the hassle out of selling. This is how he nets his sellers almost 3% more money when compared to other agents. He did that recently for the Cantors in Ocala. He sold their home for $12,250 over the asking price, and it just took him four days. Four days. So call Scott Caldwell today, 352 309-0000. That's 352-209-0000 or visit callwellhasthebuyers.com. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. (laughs) I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. The most important thing I learned from my father was work ethic and integrity. Never veer away from integrity, even if it costs you money. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. The core value for IDC is to protect the customer. That means offering the largest selection, uncompromising quality, the strongest warranties, and honest guidance from experts who are not paid on commission. The other trait Keith picked up from his father, a passion for competing. Making sure IDC customers always get the best price in the market on any purchase. There's one thing I love is to be competitive, and I have never stopped. I hate to lose. No game. 
games, no nonsense. Just the best values every day on diamonds, engagement rings, and fashion jewelry. And that's what drives me every day. I work to have that inventory at the right price, 365 days a year. So when you come here, you're not getting schnooker. You're getting the right price on the right item all the time. Period. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Online, shopidc.com. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community with programs like Law Talk Live on the Sky every Saturday at 1030. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 other audio platforms. Melden Law, the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators, now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall, we do them all. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny and breezy conditions are expected this afternoon with northwesterly winds gusting at times upwards of 25 to even 30 miles per hour. Or at least we'll see plenty of sunshine, much cooler than what we've had over the last couple of days. Highs today near 70, also much less muggy. Tonight, mostly clear. Temperatures falling into the upper 40s, so a chilly start to your Saturday morning. We'll see plenty of sunshine tomorrow. Highs only in the upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. Jay Will and Max. Would you not say Tiger Woods is yes. not a lead athlete? No, I right? would not say that. I don't think you can demonstrate that just by playing golf. What I know about Tiger is his hand-eye is next level. His will to win is extremely yes, excellent, exactly. right? His mechanics are beautiful. I don't know how, what his time in the 40 is because stuff like that. Dan Orlovsky. Dan, did you hear the sound coming in from break? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> he, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. When you compete in the SEC, uh, there's a lot of times when you have two really good teams playing each other, uh, not just in the league, but nationally as well. That's going to be the case Saturday, Sunday, and Monday when Gators softball takes on Alabama and this man, the head coach, Patrick Murphy, with his team. Patrick, good to have you. Thanks for taking the time. Hey, good morning. Shoot, it reminds me of uh, the baseball series going on there uh, in Gainesville with Arkansas in town. So yeah, yeah. Anytime you look around in any SEC sport, you're probably going to have a top 10 matchup somewhere. And, uh, you know, I guess fortunately or unfortunately for both of us it's this weekend in, <laughs> in at Florida. Yeah. All right. One thing I always like to ask, Patrick, is if, if a fan, if a Gator fan is going to walk in uh, to Katie Seashole and has not seen your, your team play, You've played 30, I think, six games now. Uh, what, what, what's been the theme of your team? What, what is it fans will see when they watch your team play? Well, hopefully with a lot of energy and a lot of love for each other. Um, you know, we, we try to really, really play hard. Um, you know, we try to make practices harder than the game so the games seem easy. 
And uh, I'm not sure if that's going to happen this weekend because uh, Florida is such a quick, fast team. But um, they're resilient. They're gritty. Um, we try to bounce back if, if uh, you know, somebody scores first. We want to bounce back right away. And hopefully you're not watching somebody that's, you know, having their head down or feeling sorry for themselves because if you do that in this league against anybody, you're probably going to get your butt beat really quick. So um, softball and baseball are sports where you have to have a short-term memory because if you don't, 0 for 1 is going to turn into 0 for 4 really quick. No doubt. You know, one of the changes I've seen, Patrick, over the years in, in the sport of softball, you know, when I first started broadcasting games, a lot of times there was one pitcher that you just relied on. You know, she was your ace and you ran her out there and, you know, there weren't a lot of other arms. Well, you've got four different pitchers some teams have even more than that um have you seen that that same change is that the way the game is now absolutely and you know i think florida has six yeah two lefties four righties uh south carolina had seven um lsu i think had seven so it is definitely um a sport that's changed in terms of roster size and roster management because the days, shoot, I used, when I coached at Louisiana Lafayette, we'd have 15. And two pitchers was it. That was it. One catcher. <laughs> and then we tried to piece together everything else. But that really was it. Uh, I remember one year, Louisiana Tech had a young lady that won 56 games. Wow. Uh, she was 56 and 2. Yeah. Um, hell, Jackie Trainer was 42 and 3 in 2012. That's, that's really unheard of nowadays, too. But. Um, I think what people don't realize is we are we're getting we're not there yet, but we're getting the way of baseball of a short relief, a long relief, a closer, a lefty versus lefty, you know, maybe a good right-handed curveball versus right-handed hitter. Um, it's getting close to that, and I think what comes with that is you know we're still at only 12 scholarships. I know baseball has 11.7, and I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. So I would be in favor of them going up to because that's one of the things I think the NCA really, really needs to look at right now because those scholarship limits were set 30 years ago. And, you know, both of us have been talking about how many pitchers are on a roster. It just does not make sense nowadays um, to have the 12. So anyway, another soapbox another day. Um, but I definitely agree with you. That's the way it's going. And you'll see, um, you know, we have four right now. They're all righties. I wish I had a lefty just for something different. Um, but they're, it's, they're, I wouldn't say rare, but it's hard to find um, a good left-handed pitcher in softball. Hmm. I had a, an email from somebody, and I think this is a fantastic question. So, Coach, I'm, they wanted me to ask you. They said Florida's got a couple of really good base stealers. And because of the rules in softball about when you can leave a base, his question is, how do you defend against the stolen base with the rules in place? Well, you know, the rule is you cannot leave the base until the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. So there's no, like, leadoffs in softball. Um, So it is a very um, athletic move because – Umpire, the umpire is literally standing behind you four feet away. And he's staring at the pitcher and he's staring at the runner or she to see if you've left early. 
And there, there are a lot of leaving earlies where, you know, you go way too fast and some umpires will miss it and some will call it. But it's always in the back of my mind. If, I, if I'm a base dealer and I'm thinking, God, I can't leave early here, he's staring at me. I'm probably not going to. So I think it's a little more um, technical than in baseball. Obviously, you can throw over in baseball. You don't do that in softball. But, um, you know, to get that perfect timing jump is the key. And I always tell my girls, if you don't get that jump, you don't go. So Hmm. if I give you the steal and you feel like you're not getting a jump, don't go because you're probably going to get thrown out. So it's, you know, bases are 60 feet. They're 90 feet in baseball. Um, It takes basically a perfect throw. If you've got a quick kid, it takes a perfect throw from the catcher to either the shortstop or the second base to get you out. And, you know, I know we've had great base stealers too. And the percentage usually of a team that steals is over 80% successful. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I'll take 80% because I don't think anybody's going to hit 800. Yeah, you know? darn right. So. And, by, and by the way, Coach's team is 46 of 58 stealing bases. Um, I've always respected you and Tim I mean, this is a this is a big rivalry. It, it's a it's a, but I think it's a good, healthy rivalry where each team respects the other. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely. That's a, I hope that's with him, but that's definitely with me. And you know, somebody asked me the other day, um, when was the last time that somebody other than Florida or, or Alabama didn't win the SEC? And actually, it was last year when Arkansas tied with Florida. But up until then, I think it was like the last twelve championships were either in Gainesville or Tuscaloosa. And um, that's pretty incredible, too, for a sport with so much parity now. And, you know, let me say, I think right now all 13 schools with the coaching staff that they have, it's the best we've ever had wow. around all across the league. I think everybody has a perfect storm going, the facilities, the, the athletes, the coaches, and the support from the schools right now is the best it's ever been. So, you know, Anytime anybody can beat anybody in this league, but I really think that the coaches that each school has, um, they're in a really good spot. I will end with this, Coach. Uh, defensively, you're at 980. That's a pretty good number. Are you satisfied with the way you defend? Yeah, and you know, I think Florida's ahead of us. So you're going to see probably the two best defensive teams in the league. Um, they're, you know, when I look, when you look back, and you're always, you know, as a coach, you're like, golly, why didn't we make that play? And um, it's usually one of those just simple little plays that you take your eye off the ball or, you know, you think too fast and you're looking ahead to the next play and then, boom, you bobble a ball. But this has been one of our best defensive teams um, we've had in a long, long time. And we've got two freshmen that start almost all the time. We've got two freshmen or the two transfers, uh, Tennessee and Ohio State, that play all the time. Um, you know, so it, it's been really, really a fun group to, to coach. Very athletic, and um, hopefully we'll play high-level defense all weekend. Should be fun. Gators in Bama Saturday, Sunday, and Monday over at KDC Show Presley Stadium. Our thanks to Alabama coach Patrick Murphy for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you, Coach. Hey, always, anytime, and uh, you're always welcome up in Tuscaloosa. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Patrick. I appreciate that. Patrick Murphy, I should have stopped and said hello when we were there for baseball. Uh, But he's always been great about coming on and talking about his team. Um, they hit 307 as a team. Their team ERA is two. 
Uh, they got one player, the Ali Shipman, who's terrific. They're kind of like Florida in that they're not a big home run hitting team. Uh, they got, I think they've got over 30, uh, but they're solid everywhere. And it, it should be a terrific matchup, fun to watch. Um, all right, uh, we will take your calls, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell uh, at wruf.com. William says, watching MLB yesterday, uh, Bader and India have really done well for the Cardinals and Reds. Also, uh, the former boys are competing for the best flowing locks of hair in the MLB. Yeah, I agree. How many Gators made Major League rosters? Eleven. Eleven are on Major League rosters. It's pretty good. I, I think it's, I believe I'm right, it's the second most of any school currently you know, on a roster. That's pretty good. Uh, so, William, thanks for that. And uh, John says, oh, I, I'm sorry, John, I just saw this because, uh, yes, it was a live interview, uh, and I'm sorry I missed your email for him. Um, Greg says the Florida football player Gage Wilcox reportedly had a career-ending injury. Uh, what was the injury uh, that was – I don't know if it's uh, – career-threatening or not, um, but I know it was severe um, to where, you know, he's not going to play this year, I don't think, um, and that has also really got the tight end position quite a bit um, because uh, Odom, Elksinus won't be there, um, and I don't know that they actually even – uh, talked about what the injury was specifically. If somebody knows that, uh, they can let me know. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Faith Buckley. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays has their season opener today against the Baltimore Orioles at Tropicana Field. Tune in here at 2.30 to listen. The Miami Marlins also open this season today against the San Francisco Giants. In Gators baseball, Florida continues its three-game series against the number two Arkansas Razorbacks tonight. The Gators lost 8-1 yesterday and are now 19-11 in the season. Listen here at 6.25 for coverage. Moving over to softball, the number seven Florida Gators play the number five Alabama Crimson Tide to start a three-game series. The Gators are 30-7, and seven, while the Crimson Tide are 31-5. and five. In men's tennis, Florida takes on Alabama tonight in Tuscaloosa. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Faith Buckley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. There are certain memories you have of great nights with great friends. Memories that'll last a lifetime. And if you're like a lot of folks, many of those memories happened at 1728 West University Avenue in Gainesville. It's been many names over the years. The College Inn, Purple Porpoise, Gator City, and six years ago. 
a new establishment was built at that address. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs so you won't miss one second of the action. And every night they have different specials, but you don't have to wait till the nighttime to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Check out their delicious menu at thesocialgnv.com. Follow them on social media to see the latest specials. It's time to make new memories at 1728 West University Avenue. See you at The Social at Midtown. More than 56,000 distracted driving crashes happened last year in Florida. And sadly, more than 300 people involved in those crashes never made it home. Distracted driving puts everyone on the road in danger. The text can wait, put it down, and focus on driving. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Gator baseball season is in full swing. And you'll catch every second of the action right here on WRUF. Gator baseball broadcasts are sponsored in part by Florida Coast Equipment, your local Kubota dealer. Visit FloridaCoastEQ.com. We know you love listening to WRUF, but we also know you're busy. What? I'm very busy right now. Miss a show? Well, you're in luck. All you have to do is open up the WRUF radio app and click on podcasts. Thank you, sir. May I have another? From Sports Scene with Steve Russell to the Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, the guy's latest content is available for you on demand. <laughs> Enjoy. There for you every jam-packed hour of every busy day. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. I'm Mick Hubert, voice of the Gators, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the flagship of the Florida Gators. We'll take your calls, 392-8255. We'll give you a Masters update as well. At uh, one fifteen today, Michelle Smith will be here for ESPN to cover Florida, Alabama, and softball will join us. And then Tim Kirchin from ESPN will talk MLB at one thirty. Byron, how are you today? Steve, how you doing? Happy Friday, Steve. It's Friday, so, you know, uh, kind of hold on, Steve, because uh, I hope the VA ain't listening. They might pick me up on this, but uh, I, I really think the Jets and the Jaguars are going to be teams not to win nothing, maybe, uh, but, but making the playoffs this year, Steve, and I'm kind of going to wish for thinking. I know you love the Jets and the Jags. They, we've been struggling so long, Steve, so – and uh, if you want to touch on the draft, Steve, I don't know how, how either one of those teams drafted. It kind of like, don't seem like it's nothing in the draft, but even Jacksonville was talking about the injured, maybe Michigan player that they could, I didn't know you can redshirt in the NFL, but even doing that. So I'm not going to get into that. But last, Steve, you know, I'm an East Coast man, and I am so happy. I want to just shout out the NBA again. And, Steve, you know, it's so long before Boston, and it's not the Knicks. I heard you saying that with the 75th anniversary. That was great. And and But, but Philly, Boston, and New York is in there with Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee. But I'm, I'm glad that, that the West Coast teams are nothing anymore and not, not in the picture. And you got to, nobody's talking about Phoenix and Utah, which is probably good teams. But I'm loving the East Coast is back and the dominance over there. And go Boston. 
city a little bit in Chicago. Thanks, Steve. Byron, thank you. I I, I wouldn't rule out Phoenix. Uh, they're pretty good. Um, and and look, I think there's an East Coast bias here because we are on the East Coast, and it's hard to see the West Coast teams play because they play so late sometimes. John, hello. Good afternoon, Steve. Hey. Uh, I totally agree with you about Phoenix. Uh, I think when things settle down, I think they will make the final. So that's that's uh, not a given, but I think that they're the dominant team out in the West. Find uh, out. Reason I, uh, reason I called, Steve, I, 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 you're, a, you're a real testament to your profession. And what I mean by that is this week in and week out, you, you get these, these coaches from the, you know, the opposing team of Florida, whether it's baseball or, you know, softball. And, you you know, these coaches really don't have to do that. But you, you get them and they come in, you know, willing to to uh, answer your questions. And they uh, do it on open arms. And then even even at the end, Patrick uh, Murphy said, you, you know, you welcome anytime, you know, and stuff like that. So I just wanted to just let you know that it's it's really appreciated that, you know, be able to get the, the, uh, the perspective from the other coaches. Well, John, I, I thank you for that. Uh, I enjoy interviewing. Uh, and there are, you know, some coaches, I mean, most of them, most of them are pretty accommodating. Um, some are not. And I don't mean that in a bad way. And one of those coaches is Dave Van Horn of Arkansas. He just does not do a lot of interviews for, you know, whatever that reason is. Uh, and Tim Corbin uh, at uh, Vanderbilt is another one who doesn't do a lot of them. But, you know, the vast majority do. I like it also. You know, because if I'm doing the series, especially, you know, on radio, I want to get information, too. So, yeah. Uh, and, and I think it gets a perspective if somebody's going to walk in. the, For, for example, a Gator fan now can walk into Katie Cecil Presley Stadium after hearing Patrick Murphy and know a little bit more about his team. I think that's good. And then without them giving divulging their, you know, their strategies or what they're going to do, you know, what, what situation. So I think it's pretty cool. So I just wanted to say that, and uh, Steve, you have a great weekend. All right, John, thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, William says, pitching's been awful for Florida in baseball, especially in conference play. But the hitting in conference has been just about uh, that bad, too. And I said that at uh, the top of the show today. Uh, in Florida's last seven SEC games, they've had seven, five, eight, 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 and three hits. The one and two bats, uh, Halter and Fabian, uh, 214 and 154 in conference play, respectively. Not going to win many games at the top of the order, hitting that poorly. It's humorous to me. People are saying Judd's having so much better of a year than last year. He's doing all this against inferior teams. I don't see how anybody can take him as a top pick in the draft. Not trying to be critical of him, but the guy's never hit SEC pitching well in his career. This year it's actually gotten worse so far. Well, I think what happens, William, and I'm not going to sit here and speak for any scout because I think if you had, you know, 10 scouts on, they would give you 10 different perspectives. But there is raw ability there. There's no question, okay? And I think sometimes, and look, with all the strikeouts that Judd had last year, he's picked in the second round. So it wasn't like scouts thought he was terrible and was picked in the 10th round. I think what he wanted to work on was striking out less. He has struck out less. And there's more of the season left as well. So we'll see. But, I mean, to your point, yes, you certainly want 
you know, your your table setters to do a better job. And and Halter, I think he had a couple of hits last night. Uh, he is going to be a very draftable player. He's going to be pretty good. All right, um, Masters update. The leading score now is four under par. Yesterday's leader dropped a stroke through 11. So only two golfers now at four under. Three are at three under. Corey Connors is three under through 13. And the three others who are there are going to go out later this afternoon. Two under, there are five golfers out at two under, including Patrick Cantlay and Dustin Johnson. Johnson's two under after nine. Patrick Cantlay two under after eight. At one under, uh, Colin Morikawa, Will Zalatoris, uh, who are out on the course now. Of course, Tiger is one under. He goes off in less than an hour. Um, even today, let's see here, a bunch of them. I'm trying to think who's out in the course. Sergio Garcia is one over through 10. John Rahm, one over through 8. Jordan Spieth, one over through 7. McElroy, one over through 7. And then uh, at 2 over, Patrick Reed through 12. Bubba Watson, 2 over through 11. And 2 over is the projected cut. So right now, some big names like Lee Westwood at 3 over. Kepka, Shoffle at 3 under. Victor Hovland at three, uh, 3 over. Harrington at 3 over. Couples at 3 over. Zach Johnson at 3 over. Tommy Fleetwood at 3 over. Would not make the cut. Neither would DeChambeau, who is 4 over. Justin Thomas is 4 over, but they both go out. Uh, I think DeChambeau's at one thirty, and Thomas is just about at uh, 2 o'clock. Billy Horschel's having a tough day. He is 6 over through 9, and he is 4 over today. So barring a miraculous uh, back 9, Billy Horschel may not make the cut uh, at the Masters this year. So that is what's going on uh, at this moment at the Masters. 3928255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Remember, in the 1 o'clock hour, Michelle Smith from ESPN, who covers college softball, she'll be here to uh, broadcast Florida and Alabama on ESPN. Uh, she'll be here to talk about that series and uh, college softball in general. And then Tim Kirkchen will talk uh, MLB, and he'll be here at about 1.30. And there are some games going on today in MLB, including the uh, Rays and the Marlins, who are in their season openers today. And if you haven't had a chance to see uh, the video, boy, Pete Alonzo, I mentioned this earlier, just narrowly missed what could have been a severe injury, uh, hit in the face, but really didn't get hit badly there. Uh, today, after the Yankees were postponed in New York, they're going to be the first game to play just after 1 o'clock. The Tigers will host the White Sox after 1 o'clock. Milwaukee's at the Cubs. The Cubs beat them yesterday. Oakland's at Philly at 3. Again, we'll have the Rays game for you live today beginning at 2.30. They actually play at 3.10. Shane McClanahan, by the way, is scheduled to start uh, for the Rays. 
the Dodgers will open at Colorado. Walker Bueller will pitch at 4 o'clock. Seattle is at frigid Minnesota, but they're going to try and play today. The Marlins are playing at San Francisco this afternoon. Everything else is tonight, including the Braves playing again tonight against the Reds and Charlie Morton scheduled to uh, take the hill for uh, the Braves. So that gets you caught up on baseball today. And once again, as you listen today, we will keep you uh, apprised on the Masters and who's doing what. And uh, we will do that around our guests and what phone calls you make to Sports Scene today. So that is what is on uh, our docket. Our thanks in this hour to Alabama softball coach Patrick Murphy. Remember, that series is a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Gator Baseball is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Gator Baseball, I don't remember the last time they played back-to-back Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, but that's what they're going to do this week. And, of course, we'll also have coverage of baseball tonight here as well. So doubleheader baseball day with the Rays first and then Florida and Arkansas coming your way. So lots of baseball for you. That's our first hour. All right, and our thanks to Alabama softball coach Patrick Murphy for being here. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org slash outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of the year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Time to call QC Kinetics. They're helping people here and all over America get real, lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated, cutting-edge, natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life-changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, surgery, and downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, or back and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. 
Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. The final hour of the final day of Sports Scene for this week. Welcome in. Michael is producing today. Enjoy this last little blast of cool air. Probably the last we're going to get until about what? October? Yeah. So enjoy it. A good hour coming up for you. Tim Kirkchin from ESPN will talk MLB. Michelle Smith from ESPN will talk college softball. And we'll update you on the Masters. Phone calls, 392-8255. Emails, srussell at wruf.com. John will lead us off. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. Um, good show. Uh, I wanted to talk about Tiger. Do you think... If he was offered to use a golf cart, that he would deny it? Yes. Because it's legal now. Yes. So he would he would go through the pain because he believes walking is part of the sport. Yes, I, I think so. Yes. I, I, I agree. I agree. And that's um, – isn't that interesting? Because, of, I mean, the, obviously his problem is the walking, Correct. No, I don't know if it's a problem because I think, and again, this is top of my head, as far as the golf cart's concerned, you have to apply for an exemption. It's not just you can use it. You have to actually ask for it and get an exemption. Oh, okay. So they couldn't offer it. The, the no. next tournament couldn't say, hey, Tiger, come play here. We're going to let you use a golf cart. No. I, I, and again, okay. maybe somebody who's really into the PGA can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's the rule. They're allowed in certain special situations, but you have to apply for an exemption because um, you can't normally use it. Okay, I got you. Um, I just wanted to know, are you going to get into the USFL at all? Are you going to talk about who, what Florida players? I don't even know anything about it. When the time comes, yep. When does that is that isn't that in the spring? When does that start? Yeah, I have no idea when it starts, but it is in the spring. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. Um, and finally, um, baseball. I'm I'm a Braves fan. What? Why well, you know what? Let me interrupt you. I think it starts next weekend. Wow. I think. I think. Yeah, and it runs. And it only runs. I think it runs April to June. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, here it is. First game is Generals against the Stallions, Saturday, April 16th. So a week from tomorrow. I wonder if those are the same names that they had 20, 30 years yes, ago. Yes, they are. Oh, okay. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so why, you know, I, I'm a Braves fan. I didn't expect them to win last year. I thought this would be their year. And now that they've won, I, I think it, there's virtually no chance they'll win again. Why, I mean, why is it so hard in baseball to repeat? I think it's hard to repeat in anything. Hard to repeat in anything. Um, because, look, even in college it is because of graduation and, you know, going to the pros and all that. Same thing in, in, in pro sports, right? Your team rarely stays the same mm-hmm. because of free agency. Um, and other teams look to sign people to get better. So it's hard to stay on top. That's what I, I don't think a lot of fans really get that, how hard it is to, A, get there, and B, stay there. Mm-hmm. The teams that do that, the organizations that do that, John, I think are really, really special because it takes, you know, in pro ball, it takes good front offices, it takes scouting, it takes some luck, you know, money. You know, do, do you assign a free agent who is really good as opposed to a bust? There's a lot of, a lot of factors in that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and did, did you see the Deion Sanders 30 for 30? Have you seen that one before? Mm, no, I haven't. Uh, it's, um, it's when he played football and baseball on the same day. That's the whole gist of it and how mad Sherholtz was. I didn't realize. Um, it's really interesting to see how, how mad the Braves were that he played football that day that they had the World Series uh well, uh, not the World Series. It was a playoff. Yeah, um, but division. I mean, if you're if you're in their shoes, I think you would understand, right? I do, but but it almost was the whole. Everything was focused on the negative, and instead of embracing it and turning it into a positive, I think it kind of, you know, became a problem. And and people. But, it, but in their it. eyes, it's not a positive. How is that a positive if you're the Braves? Well, you know, he, he didn't have a contract to play um, in the postseason. He just hand shook and said, I will play. Um, but he had a contract to play football. I mean, I get it. The Braves would prefer he stayed Correct. the time. But, yeah. you know, but the NFL, they were all proud of him, congratulating him. You know, they were saying the Falcons were like, go get him. They weren't, hey, why weren't you here on time? You know, they were making it a positive. I don't know. It's just that, that kind of negativity. Well, but, but look, again, it was positive for the Falcons because it was something unexpected for them. They got a bonus from it. So, of course, it's going to be positive for them. Yeah, well, I recommend you watch it. Is he, he threw water in the face of one of the announcers. Oh, it was it was. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you didn't know it was going on. Um, anyways, good show, Steve. Okay. Take care. Yes, sir, John. Thank you. Steven says, maybe I'm wrong, but Hunter Barco seemed to be very angry last night. Why the anger and profanity? Um, well, I can tell you this. He's a competitor. 
That's one. Two, uh, he was not happy with some of the calls behind the plate, and a couple of times visibly showed that, that you know he was not happy with ball strike calls. Uh, and at one point, you could read his lips in his displeasure at that. So, yeah. When, if, if, if you're pitching and you're not getting calls, it's like anything else, okay? There are some athletes who can internalize it, and there are others who show it. And Barco's one, and I'm not saying showing it's bad. Just saying, to answer your question, that's why he was not happy with some of the ball strike calls last night. Three nine two eight two five five. Michelle Smith from ESPN will talk college softball with us here momentarily. Tim Kirkchen from ESPN will talk MLB at the bottom of the hour. Looking forward to having both of their expertise today. Uh, Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, uh, I'm I'm certainly a uh... Uh, in Barco's corner on that, because I was feeling the same thing, especially on the inside corner to right-handers. Um, and, you know, complaining about umpires' calls when you lose 8-1 is, is you know, petty. But um, it, it, it made a huge difference in not not getting that. Um, now, uh, I wanted to get your opinion. The announcers, uh, the TV announcers, kept talking about the, the, the great pitcher for Arkansas, and he certainly didn't look like he was all that impressive. But you know, hey, when you throw it up there and they don't hit it, um, you know that, that you're doing your job. And they they uh, compared him a lot to Greg Maddox. I want to get your opinion on that because as a Braves fan, I certainly yeah. I mean, that, that, that's but. I get it. Um, you know, that's pretty. Matter of fact, he looks like Justin Verlander. If you look at his he face, does. he looks like Justin Verlander. He doesn't throw like Justin No, but um, it goes to show you, right, Porter, that you know there's different ways to succeed pitching. You you can you can throw 95, 96, 97, and you know all that. Um, but you know his breaking ball uh, is really good, and he's a strike thrower, and he doesn't leave balls in the middle of the plate. That's a good pitcher. Yeah, nothing seemed to be straight. Nothing seemed to be overpowering. And in that in that regard, you know that was uh, that was Greg Maddox. Yep. You know, it, even his fastball would just would just move just enough to where it wasn't on the uh, you know the sweet spot of the bat. Um, it's just uh, it seemed like we should have uh, tried to hit the ball up the middle and the other way. And uh, I, I don't know why, but I guess when when they're not um, you know overpowering you, it's it's just too tempting to try and you know crush it. But um, I remember Greg Maddox saying that. You know, Tony Gwynn, you know, one of the, the toughest batters for him to, to face. No matter where he threw it, he was going he was going to line drive up the middle or the other way. And uh, it seems like we should have taken that approach. But I know it's harder than you know. It's not as simple to do that. But All right, Porter. Thank you for All your right, call. Thanks. Appreciate it. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF.
Good afternoon, I'm Marshall Tempest. The Gator baseball team plays game two of a three-game series against Arkansas tonight at home. Coverage for the game starts tonight at 6.25 p.m. The men's tennis squad heads to Tuscaloosa to face off against Alabama. Tonight, the match starts at 7 p.m. The women's tennis squad also has a matchup in Tuscaloosa today. Facing off against Alabama, their match starts at 5 p.m. The Gator lacrosse squad also has an early game on Saturday versus Old Dominion at home. The game starts at 12 p.m. The Tampa Bay Rays play against the Orioles at home tonight in Tampa. Coverage for the game starts today at 2.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center and I'm Marshall Tempest. FM, 8.50 WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, the place to go when you are looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. That's simple. And the reason? Longevity, quality, great salespeople, and doing the same thing over a long period of time. That's right. 40-plus years is what Southeast Cardency has done, giving you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle. The best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Online, you can check it out, secars.com. You'll see all the vehicles they have there, and they're great. I've been a customer for a long time, and I don't endorse anything I don't trust or believe in or use. And... For years now, I have driven Southeast Car Agency vehicles, and all of them have been terrific for me. You can also go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue. Test drive them. Check them out for yourself. There's salespeople there to answer any questions you might have. But remember, when you go see them in person, tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. You know I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand new milkshake. You know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can order ahead at DickMondells.com for a quick pickup. Also, Dick Mondells is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondells.com. Dick Mondells, burgers and fries, great food and great shakes, too. Spring has sprung, and with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung, outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. Life is all about choices, veggies or meat, sleep in or hit the gym. Luckily, choosing Cox Internet over AT&T is easy. With Cox, you can always choose Internet that can deliver speeds even faster than 5G providers. With AT&T, you don't. That's easier than packing a swimsuit for the pool. Get Cox today, the no-brainer choice for fast and reliable Internet. Based on GigaBlast download speeds up to 1 gigabyte per second compared to average download speeds over 5G. Download speed up to 1 gigabyte per second requires Doxis 3.1 modem with 2.5 gigabyte per second Ethernet port. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. 
Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. Hey, sports fans, spring sports season is here. Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, and the spring football game. Boy, am I excited. Well, now is the time to prune your trees and start preparing for those nasty summer storms. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Daughtry Tree Service today for your free evaluation. 352-472-2465. That's 352-472-2465. Or check us out online at Daughtry Tree Service. We believe a job worth doing is worth doing right. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. First base ball will be played. Well, who's up first? Yeah. Well, go ahead and tell me. Who? The guy up first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy up first. Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I'm asking you. Every Wednesday morning at 11, we invite you to join the radio team of former Gators pitcher Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell as the International Diamond Center is proud to bring you On Deck. Our baseball radio play-by-play battery will analyze and evaluate the latest with the Gators, SEC, and everything taking place in college baseball. Rotations and Mr. Rawlings are always front and center. Last season, I led this club in ninth inning doubles in the on Deck, presented by the International Diamond Center, with Jeff Cardozo and Steve Russell. Wednesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And we got a lot going on today. We're going to have the Rays season opener against the Orioles here at 2.30, Gator baseball tonight, Gator softball tomorrow. They begin a three-game series Saturday, Sunday, Monday, as a very good Alabama team comes to town, and... Olympic athlete and two-time Olympic gold medalist, great softball player, and now ESPN analyst, Michelle Smith, part of the team covering that game, and now she joins us. Michelle, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely, Steve. Glad to be here, and I'm super excited about this weekend and the series. It's going to be a great one. Yeah, as you take a look at this series, Michelle, and sort of, you know, go over rosters, stats, all that, what's your, you know, overview of this series going into it? Well, you know, if you go back over the last 13 years, it's either uh, Alabama or Florida at the top of the SEC regular season championship. So, you know, when these two clubs get together, it's always going to be a battle. Um, and you can look at stuff on paper and you can think matchups, but it, it doesn't matter. You could have <laughs> one team hitting great, the other team, you know, pitching great. It doesn't matter. I mean, when they when these kids get out on the on the field and 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 lay everything out on the line, it is always going to be a battle. And when you do look at it on paper this year, I mean, both teams hit well, um, both teams, you know, pitch well. It, so it's going to come down to execution. You know, Florida is going to score a little bit differently. They're, you know, Tim Walton always morphs his team very well into what strengths he has. And this year he's got a ton of speed. And Patrick Murphy with his club, he does a good good job of, of getting the best out of his kids as well. I think his pitching staff is strong. Um, but, you know, they, they have a little more power maybe than Florida does, but they, they also run well. So it's going to be exciting to see uh, the strategy come out of, uh, for both these coaches. 
you know, the jobs that Murphy and, and uh, Tim have done uh, obviously speaks for itself. I've always felt this rivalry, Michelle, was healthy in that, you know, not a lot of John. I'm just, I think these two programs respect each other. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, you know, any of these top programs, they learn from each other. They respect each other. Um, absolutely competitive and want to beat each other no matter what they're playing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, these, these are the two top programs. And let's face it, they're the only two, two programs in the SEC that have won national championships. So there's, there's bragging rights for this for sure. Uh, when you look at the rest of the SEC, Michelle, top to bottom, you know, I don't know if it's the best league in the country, but as you assess the SEC, what do you see? Well, the SEC this year is strong, and I think in general softball this year, there's a ton of parity. I think the most amount of losses by a regular season champion in the SEC is six. I think we're going to blow through that this year because, honestly, anyone can beat anyone. So, um, you know, I think the league is is strong. Maybe some of the the, the teams at the bottom might be a little worried about getting into the um, the postseason, mostly because they got to make sure that their their overall records are above 500. But this is a very strong conference, and you know how it is. Toward the end of the year, they are just they can't wait for May to show up so they can play someone else out of conference. Um, but yeah, this is an interesting softball year for sure. You know, you've uh, either been a player or doing the job that you're doing now for a long time. You've seen and played a lot of softball. In your view, how much has the game changed from when you played, and uh, are those changes good for the sport? So, so the game has changed a lot, and I think a lot of it's on training. I think the players are better at a younger age. I, I, you know, we, we had pitchers that threw 70, 74 miles an hour from 40 feet, you know, and that's when the games were obviously one to nothing or, you know, two to one. Um, there's a lot more offense. The, you know, the ball is a little livelier now. The bats, you know, the technology is driven. I, I think the big thing, too, is the scouting nowadays. You know, with the, all the amount of television, you can you can dial up the – you know, the different statistics and you can figure out a picture that you may not have seen, you know, what she throws, how they're going to attack you. So I think the scouting, um, there's just a lot, you know, bigger budgets and, um, and, and more coaches to help relay and get that information together to help train the athletes. And I do think it's good. And I think that's why a lot of people love to watch the sport. That's why we rate so well on ESPN. That's why these stadiums are full. The fact that um, we outrate a lot of the baseball programs and our, our numbers on ESPN, we out, you know, rate a lot of the uh, other shows or sports that are on. I think people just have a thirst for seeing how quick the game is, how um, how good the athletes are, and, you know, it's very compelling. Okay, I'm going to get you back to the SEC here, Michelle, and put you on the spot a little bit. Um, yeah. Alabama is 8-4 and four in the league, and by my count, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 other teams in the league that are 5-4 and four, uh, up to the 8-4, and four. so there's a lot of depth in the league at the top. If you take away Alabama and Florida – What's the next SEC team that you really like? You know, I really like Tennessee. They have done a great job this year. I mean, they have, uh, you know, even with Ashley Rogers, their ace being injured and not being able to throw a lot. She's been on pitch counts. I mean, they have found a way to win, and it's just um, it's the craziest thing to me. But, you know, you start looking at that club, and, you know, they struggled a little bit early. Um, they had some really tough games at the, uh, the ESPN Clearwater Tournament. Um, but they have since turned it around, so I think – Tennessee is absolutely a team to watch. And then, of course, Arkansas, who was part of the regular season champion last year, along with Florida. One of the things I love, sometimes uh, listeners will email, and uh, if I can uh, indulge here, 
Uh, Joe yeah. is a big Gator softball fan, and he says to ask you, Michelle, uh, I go to the games. I really like watching the young ladies play. But sometimes I think there are too many home – this is him – too many home runs hit. Should the fences be moved back in women's softball? Yeah, Joe, that is a great question. Um, I think the part of the reason why there's more home runs hits, we used to be 190 down the line. Now it's preferred to be 200 down the line, 220 in center. Uh, you know, again, I think a lot of it has come back to the technology, the bats and the ball, so the stadiums now play a lot smaller. I think part of it is also the umpire strike zones. Uh, you know, it's tough to be a pitcher. Uh, if you can't change speeds and move the ball through the zone, you're, you're absolutely in trouble. The biggest problem with trying to move the fences back, which we've already done, we've already raised them, is that there are some stadiums that are, are landlocked. They might have facilities behind the walls. I they might you. have you know, roads. So that, that in lies the problem. There are some stadiums that just simply, you know, they can't, they can't play larger. And, and so it, it will be a bit of a conundrum if, if the, you know, the, the people making the decisions decide that we need a, a, a deeper outfield. Well, one thing's for sure. Michelle's right. And when she says that softball games rate well on television, they sure do. And let's hope the Florida-Alabama one will rate well for you as well, Michelle. So thank you for talking to Gainesville and taking time. Love to have you back. Absolutely, Steve. Anytime. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle Smith, she was a terrific player. My gosh, she was good. Uh, okay, uh, coming up next, Tim Kirchner is going to talk MLB. 127 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF from the College of Journalism and Communications ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF are you at a dead end when it comes to dealing with that awful joint pain so was Rick Rawlings I did a year and a half of steroidal injections in my shoulder both shoulders they weren't helping at all and it was just a band-aid as for the constant pain medication prescriptions... I didn't get any relief. I didn't get any sleep, so I just stopped taking them. I didn't want to get hooked on drugs. But one day... Yeah, I heard a uh, commercial on the radio about QC Kinetics. Rick called QC Kinetics and learned all about natural biologic therapies, non-surgical treatments that actually help the body restore damaged joint tissue. And it was life-changing. After doing the QC Kinetics, I feel like I have a new life again. Today, my shoulders feel wonderful. My only regret was I wish I had done it sooner. From dead ends to new beginnings. Call today and learn about QC Kinetics' long-lasting relief. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org slash outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. When it comes to taking care of your acreage, don't mess around. Toro Zero Turn Mowers cut big yards down to size in less time. So you can spend more time hunting, fishing, or just enjoying the day. Built with comfort-enhancing, productivity-boosting features like My Ride Suspension that take the ache out of acreage. Massive rear-drive tires for ultimate traction and ultra-durable iron-forged cutting decks you can rely on for years to come. Bowl through anything that dares get in your way. Toro count on it. Visit Toro.com slash zero turn to find yours. 
Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Florida Army National Guard. Aired by the Florida Association of Broadcasters and this station. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny and breezy conditions are expected this afternoon with northwesterly winds gusting at times upwards of 25 to even 30 miles per hour. At least we'll see plenty of sunshine, much cooler than what we've had over the last couple of days. Highs today near 70, also much less muggy. Tonight, mostly clear. Temperatures falling into the upper 40s, so a chilly start to your Saturday morning. We'll see plenty of sunshine tomorrow. Highs only in the upper 60s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Anthony Davis feels like um, nobody likes the Lakers. The whole world is not rooting against you, Anthony. You know who's rooting for you? Every TV exec. They want you to play. You know, that you have people who don't like LeBron. That's it. It's like nobody's rooting against Anthony Davis. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From the weight room to the war room, football lives here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF. Well, Major League Baseball has started, but there are some teams that are still uh, cranking up today, including the Rays. We'll have that broadcast for you live in about an hour, uh, starting at 2.30. Tim Kirchin is here, and Tim, while you are here, I want to personally thank you. I know how busy you are. Thank you for squeezing me in, and welcome in. Uh, My pleasure, Steve. Tim, as when when baseball got its act together and uh, you know everything got back to where we're going to start playing again, a bunch of players were signed and rosters changed and all that. Given that, did any of those roster changes move the needle for you in terms of teams making themselves better? Well, when we got back, Freddie Freeman signed the Dodgers and that gives them I thought they were maybe the best team in the National League anyway and now that kind of solidifies it for me that the the Dodgers are the best team in in the National League in fact the best team in baseball with Freddie Freeman their lineup is it's ridiculous how good it is I mean they they led the league in run scored last year and now they add one of the premier hitters in the game so they're gonna they're gonna score 900 runs this year, which is <laughs> wow. really saying something. And Freddie Freeman just brings a, a winning attitude and everything else there. So that and you know Carlos Correa going to the Twins, we're not sure for how long, but you know, and I'm not suggesting the Twins are going to the playoffs, but that was a pretty straight, uh, surprising and impactful signing. So those were the two after the settlement was reached that I think might make a difference, certainly with the Dodgers. A team that intrigues me, Tim, is the Phillies. And if I'm wrong, it, it seems like 
you know, they, they may be a better hitting team, but I don't know about their defense. What say you about the Phillies? Well, I really liked what they did. Nick Castellanos is an elite hitter, and Kyle Schwarber had a really good year last year. So you add those two bats to what should be a pretty good lineup anyway, and I think they're going to be a very dangerous offensive team. And they have some real power at the top of their rotation also, but we're not sure about the bullpen, and we're definitely not sure about their defense. Now, Bryson Stott, young guy, he can play shortstop. He can play third. He made the club. We'll see what he's able to do. But they're an intriguing team. Um, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2011. Uh, it's time for them to take a major step forward, and I think they can do it, but only if they catch the ball better than it looks like they're going to. But Joe Girardi is a very defensive-minded manager, and he's going to find a way to catch enough balls to get that team to the playoffs with six teams making it this year. If a baseball fan is watching the game and not having a, a rooting interest in a team, or even if they do, uh, give me some pl- some players, you know, Bobby Witt comes to mind, that fans may want to watch for this year to have a breakout year, some young players. Yeah, well, Bobby Witt Jr. is the number one prospect coming to the big leagues this year, and he had a big double on opening day. Uh, he's a can't-miss guy, and that you don't say that too many times about really young players, but there's nothing to suggest that he won't be a great player someday and maybe sooner rather than later. Um, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners has a real chance to be a top, top player for a long time. He was just so good this spring that they couldn't afford to not keep him. And Spencer Turk. Spencer Torkelson of the uh, of the Tigers is going to get to play pretty much every day at first base, and he's a big time power performer. I think I think they're going to let him go with you know with the DH in the league, of course. Uh, Miguel Cabrera can DH every day, and Torkelson could play first. So it's just another season with just tremendous quality young players coming in who are ready when they get there, bigger, stronger, and more athletic than pretty much any time we've ever seen. Uh, do you like, oh, let me ask about the rules in general, Tim, universal DH, you know, runner at second base, and now the possible use of this electronics to, you know, put uh, uh, signals into the pitcher. Are you in favor of those things? Well, not really, but I will tell you, <laughs> I did the game last night in Atlanta, and I had a long talk with David Bell, the manager of the Reds, and Brian Snitker of the Braves. Brian Snitker's team has not you know, embraced this yet, thinking this is too much technology. We're going we're gonna to put fingers down back there. It's an easier, better way to do it. And yet the Reds have said that it's, it's a good idea. They, it seems to be working for them, and the goal, if nothing else, is to maybe quicken the pace of play because David Bell told us that, you know, the catcher can, like, automatically send the, the next pitch to the pitcher as the ball is being thrown back to him. And if that quickens the pace, then I'm all for it. But, frankly, I, I think we have too much technology as it is, and it bothers me a little bit that not all the infielders or all the outfielders know what pitch is coming only only select few, three of them, are going to have the transmitter in their hat to know what the pitch is and everything else. So I think it's too much, but I'm surprised 
how many teams have embraced it so far? Tim Kirchner from ESPN, our guest. Of course, he covers Major League Baseball. Tim, is is there a team or two that didn't make the playoffs last year that, in your mind, could make the playoffs this year? Well, the Phillies are certainly one of them. Um, the Padres are another team that had the best record in baseball last year after 50 games and then just fell apart. And they're off to a, a tough start, not just with the way they lost last night, but Fernando Tatis is going to start on the DL. But you can't count out the Padres with starting pitching and now the bullpen help that they've picked up. Um, so th- those are certainly two teams. And, again, I like what Detroit has done in the offseason, and they just got Austin Meadows from the Rays. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs, but uh, they're a much-improved team, so are the Royals. And the Mariners almost made the playoffs last year, and I think they are a better team than they were last year when they almost made it. And certainly the Blue Jays, who almost made it last year, I think have a chance to be much better this year, and I would be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs with six teams from each league. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, last two things: you're you're listening or you're talking to a Rays audience. Yeah, we're going to broadcast the game here in about an hour. Um, they just continue to march on and do their thing. Assess the Rays for me. Yeah, they, they've had some injury issues in their bullpen. Pete Fairbanks. Uh, is down for a while, and that's a big blow because that guy's really good. But they always seem to find a way, injuries or not. They have so many good young arms in their bullpen and in their rotation. Uh, they've got Wander Franco for an entire season. They have a really good defense. The way they play the game, they play it basically better than anyone else. So there's no reason to think they're not going to make the playoffs. I know some friends of mine in the business have picked them not to make the playoffs. I, I don't see that. I don't think they're going to win 100 games like they did last year. But bottom line is they they do things really well, and uh, especially pitch. And by October, they'll be playing. I'm pretty sure of that. Final question, Tim. Um, you know, with all the negotiation that was going on and the back and forth between the owners and the players, there was a lot of acrimony. And, yes, They've come to a five-year agreement, but that's going to go fast. I mean, before you know it, it's going to be up for grabs again. How much of this lingers? Do you think this is, okay, we got it, we got a deal, we forget it, we move on, or does this linger on? Are there problems down the road that we could have still? Well, certainly. These two sides aren't exactly close, but they did get a deal done. And who knows what the game is going to look like five years from now? Who knows who the lead negotiator is going to be for both sides? There's no guarantee the people who put this deal together are going to put the next one together. I, I just sensed a gigantic sense of relief in spring training this year from everyone I spoke to that Thank goodness we got this done. It wasn't a perfect deal for either side, but it was good enough. And as long as we play 162 games, everything's going to be fine. Baseball always takes care of itself. Always a pleasure to have you, Tim. Look forward to talking to you once in a while here as the season progresses. Let's hope it goes well. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay, my pleasure. Bye-bye. You got it, Tim. Tim Kirchin covers MLB for ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com. He's right. He's, I mean, he most always is. But if you're a baseball fan, you, you ju- you're just happy 
you, you started the season and you're playing 162. And there's a lot of people who can't stand 162 games. I get it. I get it. And maybe, maybe they'll shorten the season again someday. But for right now, they're playing. That's a good thing. Um, We will have one final segment. I will give you an update uh, on the Masters. Tiger is just going out now. um, And... I will update the leaderboard for you as he just is about to tee off on a cool day uh, at Augusta. 142, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Uh, good afternoon, I'm Marshall Tempest. The Gator men's tennis squad heads to Tuscaloosa to face off against Alabama tonight. The match starts at 7 p.m. The Gator women's tennis squad also has a matchup in Tuscaloosa today as well. Facing off against Alabama, their matchup starts at 5 p.m. The, Ga- the Gator baseball team plays Game 2 of a three-game series against Ar- Arkansas tonight at home. Coverage for the game starts at 6.25 p.m. The Tampa Bay Rays play against the Orioles at home today in Tampa. Coverage for the game starts at 2.30 p.m. The Gator softball team start the three-game series versus Alabama on Saturday at home, starting at 5 p.m. The second game on Saturday starts at 4 p.m., and the third game on Monday starts at 7 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Marshall Tempest. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. 
Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a special type of place for Gator fans and fans of great food, which is why we've made every day special. Join us on Martini Tuesdays for half off our handcrafted martinis and Wine Wednesdays, where you can enjoy a bottle of wine for 50% off. And of course, don't forget the incredible Spurrier's Gridiron Grill brunch every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, the hottest restaurant in Florida, in the heart of Gator Nation. And you can now purchase our merchandise at the restaurant or online at shop.spurriers.com. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey in counting down to Earth Day. With 21 days to go, here is one thing tip number one. During the spring and summer, hang your clothes outside to dry instead of using dryer. Not only will you save electricity and money, but your clothes will get that fresh outdoor scent. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 a.m. WRUF. All right, our final segment today. If you want to get a call in, you still have time. 392-8255. Our final look at the Masters leaderboard day two. Three are now tied atop the leaderboard at four under par. Uh, Danny Willett, Cameron Smith, yesterday's first-round leader. Also, Sunjay is uh, there at four under. Three under, Charles Schwartzel is actually the clubhouse leader. He's three under after a 69 today. Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, also at three under. They are... Uh, go, as a matter of fact, Neiman, I think, is playing with Tiger Woods today. At two under, uh, there are a bunch of people, uh, including Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, Kevin Na, and uh, Harold Varner, all at two under. At one under, uh, one, two, three, four golfers, and... Uh, only Tony Finau among them is not out there yet. At even par, Morikawa even through 12. Will Zalatoris dropped a stroke. He's even through 11. And uh, Matsuyama is even. He will go out uh, in about 10 minutes. One over par, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, kind of a who's who. Lee Westwood is two over. Bubba Watson is two over. Victor Hovland is two over par. Uh, that uh, Patrick Reed, three over. Sergio Garcia, three over. Brooks Kepka, three over. So the projected cut is now three over. That's gone up a stroke, or uh, it was two. Now it's three. Tommy Fleetwood, Zach Johnson, also at three over. Justin Thomas is four over, but he hasn't started play yet today. Billy Horschel is five over now, and he's plus three on the day. He's five over through 12. So that is your Masters leaderboard. Bring Andrew to the show. Andrew, hi. Yeah, the Azaleas are in full bloom as well as the uh, players board at the Masters. 
That's a good thing. Board, I should say. It's a good thing. But Steve, I um, saw the Braves game last night, and the reason I'm calling is I'd like to get your opinion on, say, for instance, on Chip um, <clears throat> Bottle wearing that mic, an extended conversation while live batters are at the plate, live pitches being thrown. I feel like this is a bit of a distraction up and above the norm. What if a ball is hit really hard towards Votto and he's talking mid-sentence? Does it not put him at risk? How do they, do they condone this type of distraction? Well, although... I mean, Andrew, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be a wise guy here, but mm-hmm. if you can walk and chew bubble gum, right, you should be able to right. talk and play baseball. Okay. Why not? Now, okay. to your point, I can understand. You know, live action. Like, let's say I'm I'm in the field and Michael's talking to me, uh, Steve. You know, how do you think you're... T- well, I'm going to... You know, the, the natural human element is to pause, right? To stop and listen. So, I, I mean, to your point, I see what you're saying. But, I mean, I, I obviously think they had to clear that. You know, that bottle, whoever's going to do it, is going to be willing to be able to do that and think that they would be able to do that safely. And let's face it, that's being done to increase fan interest in the game to get to know Joey Votto as more than just, you know, a number on the back of his shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, I'm not a, uh, against change. Um, I was just thinking, you know, is that is that player his defensive best when he's uh, rattling off sentences or being witty with the announcers and the audience during uh, a time when baseballs are flying around at 100 plus miles an hour. Well, I can tell you this. If yeah. there is an incident, Andrew, where there is an injury, you know, when somebody is being talked to like that, mm-hmm. they may take a second look. Yeah, revision. Revisionary ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good weekend, Steve. Andrew, you as well. Thank you. By the way, some games going on already. Red Sox lead the Yankees 3-2. to two. They're going to the top of the third. The White Sox at Detroit lead 3-0. That game is in the middle of the second inning. The next game to start will be in Philly, where Oakland will face Philadelphia. Again, the Rays will play at 3-10. We'll have live coverage of the game beginning at 2-30. John, hello. Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a question for you. I'm not trying to beat up on on Sully. I know he's a good baseball coach and he's been there a while. Uh, I don't know how many years exactly he's been there, but uh, do you think uh, the old saying, what have you done for me lately, is he in that, getting in that category, or how do you feel about that? Because I personally, I, I think, I think he is in that, what have you done for me lately, uh, for whatever I know. Uh, I know it's not an easy job, but, 
you know, ever since we got that new baseball facility, which they begged for, they asked for, oh, we need this, we need that, and now he's gotten it. And they're going, they're going backwards. To me, uh, the last two or three years, we just we've not been a good baseball team, and I'm I'm kind of wondering uh, when are they going to say, okay, you know, the people that pump in the money to the program, when are they going to say, hey, what have you done for me lately, Sully? I'll take it off the air. Thank okay. you, Steve. Yep, thank you. I, I mentioned this. It's funny, uh, if you were listening earlier in the show, I, I mentioned something like this. I don't care. I'm a big history person. Go back in history and look at what fan bases have done to iconic coaches. Right? Bobby Bowden, Philip Fulmer in football, okay? They couldn't wait to get rid of them. Even though they'd won national championships, to your point, it is a what have you done for me lately. If Billy Donovan had left here, remember, his last year wasn't very good. And if Billy had had one more year like that, guess what? There would have been some in the fan base who would have thought the exact same thing. And I think the other thing we have to remember here is what constitutes success. What constitutes success, right? The Gators were good enough to host a regional last year. They were a regional team. And to host, you have to finish in the top 16. So they were in that place. They didn't do well. And obviously this year, they've not done well either. So if, if this continues, if this continues, then, you know, what happens from here? I think there'll be some people that will certainly say something, you, you got to do more. That's just the nature of the beast. And I can understand why a caller like that feels the way he does. But I would also tell you that this is only going to get worse and not better down the line. As more of you spend money, as more of you shell out more money to go to a game or be a booster, whatever that is, you are going to expect more, whatever that more is. That's just, in my view, what is going to happen. And I'm not saying it's wrong. If, if Mike White was run out of here because he didn't either A, get to the tournament enough, or B, make a deep enough run when he did, because of the expectation that the basketball program should be better, well then, given what Kevin O'Sullivan has done, if they get to a regional or don't get to a regional this year or get one and lose, then, then what? So if you're thinking Mike White, well then there's going to be a certain portion of the fan base that's going to think that way about him. You, you're, you're, all those trips to Omaha, 
all those, you know, the national championship, I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've seen it. That's just the nature of the beast. And I'm not saying the previous caller speaks for, you know, is the majority of the fan base when it comes to that. I, I don't know what is, but there is good. If this, conti- if this season continues to not be a good one and they don't do well, then I think next year there's going to be people calling and saying, hey, I, I sure hope it's going to be, you know, that kind of thing. The, yes. Long answer to a short question, but yes, that's going to happen. With that said, we'll see what happens tonight, game two of the series. We'll have it for you live, 625. Before that, the opener for the Rays against the Orioles. We have that coming up at about 2.30 today. Hope you will enjoy that. And we'll have baseball and softball and Major League Baseball for you throughout the weekend. Remember, softball is Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We will also carry Monday's game here live uh, as Florida plays Alabama. Our thanks, our guest list was a good one today. Alabama's softball coach, Patrick Murphy. Michelle Smith, terrific softball player in her time, now part of the broadcast crew that's going to be here covering Florida, Alabama. And ESPN's Tim Kirkjian, Talking Major League Baseball, always a pleasure to have him. He is a fun dude to have on. Next week, uh, Scott Strickland is going to be here live in studio on Wednesday. Chris Doring is going to be here live in studio next Thursday. Yeah, that'll be fun. So looking forward to having those guests as well as several others coming up next week. But for now... We thank you for tuning in and listening. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy your weekend. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.